And when I left, because I could come home and just pick right up and move right on. But the Holy Spirit had another plan. And I wrestled, and I wrestled, and I spoke to my wife about it, and I wrestled. And I began to just think about it and think, you know, I didn't come back to St. Beat for some ordinary worship. I came back not to, not to sing some ordinary song. I came not to preach some ordinary sermon. I came to, to preach this morning because the God that we serve is greater than ordinary. And so I'm going to give him all I have in this moment. You know what I'm saying? That song is an anthem while I was away on my sabbatical. I had ample time to think about the greatness of our God. Ample time to look back over my 50 years and realize that God, He's worthy of so much more than my ordinary worship, than my just regular old church attendance, than my regular old sermon preparation, than my regular old delivery of a message. So I want to tell you a story about a boy with an addiction. He had it seven long years, but he didn't know what to do. But he heard about a man coming through his TV. Hallelujah. And he fell to his knees and he asked to be free. He said, if I could only touch just the hem of his garment, I'm going to give him all I have in this moment. And this is what my life has been since that day. No ordinary worship tells a story. From the book of Matthew, I'm sorry, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, but Mark chapter 5. It tells a story about a woman with an issue. Anybody got issues? I got so many issues uh, that nobody will subscribe to my magazine. But what I love about this story is it happens in an unexpected fashion. I want to talk to you this morning about a resurrection and a healing. I want to talk to you this story because there's a man named Jarius, and he, he hears about Jesus. He hears about Jesus, and, and his little girl who's 12 years old is sick on her deathbed. And he comes and he finds Jesus, and he says, Jesus, will you come to my house Jesus, will you come touch my daughter? There's no one else will do. Medicine ain't going to work. Nothing else is going to do. Jesus, only you. Nobody else is going to happen. Nobody else will work. And then the unexpected happens. Jesus is coming through and people are touching and pushing up on him. Just like sometimes it happens in church. People push up on Jesus, but nobody really touches Jesus. They just push up on him. You know what I'm saying? They're just brushing up on him. But there was a woman who heard. There's a woman with an issue for 12 years. She heard about Jesus. Now let me tell you about this woman. This woman had not been able to worship for 12 years because she was unclean. So that means she couldn't sit with you, Will, because then everybody around would be unclean. She couldn't sit with you, Ed. Because then you would have called her unclean. She couldn't sit with anybody because if she touched anybody, she'd be unclean. So she couldn't worship her God in the house of God. No man would touch her. She couldn't be married. She was isolated and insulated. And you know what else? She was preyed upon. I didn't say she was prayed for. I said she was preyed upon. 
the doctors heard and they started coming and saying oh try this and try that until she spent every ounce of money that she had she tried every ordinary way every ordinary way to be healed every way but then she heard about a man <laughs> hallelujah she heard about a man that was coming through her town and she said this she didn't say oh if I could just get face to face and then no she just said if I could just touch the hem of his garment Amen. then I know I know that I'd be healed and she told herself that mantra but you got to understand for 12 years this bleeding didn't see she was weak she had to push through the crowd when you're weak some of you came here this morning to church and you had to push through the crowd because you're weak some people came in and said I'm so weak and nobody else knows it but I'm just trying to get to Jesus other people are just pushing up on him but I need to touch him Oscar somebody needs to move out of the way because people are brushing up on him but I got to get a hold and if I could just catch a shirt and she pushes through the crowd and she crawls and there's everybody around and finally taking a desperate, a desperate, desperate effort. She touches him. But you know what happened? Along the way, she was making other people unclean because they would have called her unclean. And some people came into church saying, Oh, I'm too, I'm not clean enough for church. I'm not clean enough for church and I'm going to make these people unclean. But that's not what Jesus came to make you clean. And she took a chance. She was even going to touch Jesus, which meant that would make Jesus unclean. But she didn't know she couldn't make Jesus unclean. And she was tired of everybody else holding her back. She's tired of everybody pushing up on Jesus and nobody really touching him. She's tired. She longed to worship God. She longed to worship God in his house and she couldn't worship him. She couldn't worship him. She longed for it. And then she gets to the crowd and then she touches him. And then Jesus says something unbelievable. He says, wait a second. Somebody touched me and power left my body. Somebody touched me and, and, and dunamis, dunamis, that's the word, dunamis power left my body. And he looked at the disciples and he said, who touched me? And they said, come on, Jesus. That's the PMV, that's the Pastor Mike version. You're going to get the King James in a minute, but let Pastor Mike preach for a minute. They really did, they were like, Jesus, all these people are pushing up on you. And you're going to ask who touched? And then the lady. You see, she's thinking Jesus wants her for a different reason. The same way some people came walking into church today thinking Jesus was going to punish. Thinking Jesus was going to say, no, no. Jesus wanted a relationship with this woman. He wanted to know who touched Who didn't just push up on him. He wanted to know who touched me. Who touched me with faith? Who touched me and released dunamis power? I want to know who touched me. And then her with fear and trembling, terrified at the presence of God. When's the last time you've been terrified in the presence of God? The holy God. We sang about him earlier. 
She said, it, it was me, Jesus. I touched you. And for 12 years I've been bleeding. And when I touched you, the bleeding stopped immediately. And Jesus looked at her and he smiled. And he says something beautiful. He says, daughter. Daughter. Your faith has healed you. Daughter, your faith, relationship, your faith has healed you. You touched me. You came looking for me. You found me by name. And you just touched the hem of my garment. And daughter, you're healed. Woo, that was no ordinary worship. There wasn't nobody just bumping into Jesus. That was extraordinary. You want to tell me what extraordinary is? When you're bleeding for 12 years, then you touch Jesus and it stops. That ain't ordinary. And you know everybody else, they're all looking around like, who she thinks she is? You know they know who she is. Twelve years they ain't seen her in church. I said twelve years they ain't seen her in church. Then everybody's going to try and judge her. I ain't seen you in church. I've been all up in church pushing up on Jesus. But have you been touching Jesus? You've been all brushing up against him and now you're going to hold me back from touching him? He says, go, your faith has healed you. And then some bad news comes in the middle of this story. Some of Jairus' servants get to him. Because remember, don't forget about the little 12-year-old girl. Some ordinary happened. She died. She died. And they said, Miss Ethel, don't you bother Jesus no more. Miss Barbara, you just leave Jesus alone. Ron, he's busy. You see, he just healed a woman. Your daughter's gone. And Jesus heard them and he said, Oh, wait, 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 wait. What you talking about? That girl... She ain't dead. She's asleep. And they said, uh-uh, she's dead, Jesus. That's the PMV version. She's dead. I poked her. She's dead. And Jesus said, oh, no, no, no. Then he gets to the house, and there's everybody, ah! They used to pay people to wail. They really did. This is a true story. They paid people to come cry. If you're a good crier, you could make some money back in the day. Oh, Lord! Not my baby! What's her name again? You know what I'm saying. Come on. And Jesus said, y'all need to get out. All y'all who've been pushing up, all y'all who've been making a ruckus, you need to get out because I got business to handle. And then he comes over and he grabs that little girl. And he, well, he looks at Jairus and he says, just believe. And he says, he grabs her by her hand and he says, Little girl, get up. Get up. And that little girl gets up and something extraordinary happened. The resurrection and the life came into her and she walked out in Jesus' name. I want to read the scripture so you know that I'm telling the truth. Verse 25 of chapter 5. He says, and a certain woman... Anybody ever been that certain woman, that certain man? 
I've been those kind of people. You know what I mean? The people that they, they, they walk by and you know they were talking about you and then they smile. We don't know nothing about that in church. Which had an issue of blood for 12 years. And had suffered many things at the hands of many physicians. And had spent all she had and was nothing bettered but rather grew worse. Have you been in that situation? Where you've tried everything but Jesus. You've tried everything to get free from your addiction but Jesus. you tried everything to be delivered but Jesus. you tried every ordinary method you could. You read every book. You touched every special rock. Stood on your head. Did yoga. Whatever you needed to do. You know what I'm saying. Did yoga and didn't even know you were doing yoga. But then she heard. Everybody say, she heard. heard. Have you heard? I've heard. Have you heard of Jesus? And she heard of Jesus and she came in. And she said, and she said, and she touched his garment. And she said, if I just touch his clothes, I'll be whole. If I just touch his clothes, I'll be whole. And straightway, listen to this, and straightway the fountain of blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the plague. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I've been delivered. I remember when Jesus delivered me. I remember that man, he looked at that television and he said, if you want to be set free, all you have to do is ask. And he who the Son sets free is free indeed. (laughs) So you know what I did? I had my dad's old cigarette burn recliner. Had been drinking and smoking dope all night long. And you know what I did? I bowed down on my knees right at that recliner. And I said, if you want this, you can have it. Because I got nothing. I ain't got nothing but you, God. And I walked up. And you don't have to believe me. You don't have to. Because something extraordinary happened. I wasn't stoned anymore. All of a sudden, I was thinking clear for the first time. All of a sudden, I was delivered from drugs and alcohol in a heartbeat, in a moment. I took my little one-hitter that I woke up every morning, chunked it into the field, got rid of everything that looked like the old me and started to walk new didn't even know how to walk just started walking and Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue power dunamis had left had gone out of him turned around in the press and said who touched my clothes and his disciples said unto him Thou seest the multitude thronging thee. Don't you like the PMV version now? (laughs) And sayest thou who touched me? Let me break that down. They said, Jesus, how are we going to know who touched you? And he looked around to see her that had done this thing. But when when the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done to her, came and fell down before him, and she told him all the truth. You want to be delivered this morning? Start telling God the truth. 
you want to be healed this morning, start telling God the truth. Stop trying to think you're hiding something behind God's back. Just get honest with Him. Just tell Him what you need. Jesus on that main line, just tell Him what you want. Trying to hold something back. Trying to hold it back. You got to tell Him what you need. And he said to her, man, these words, when, when I read this, every translation I read it, it just spoke to, he said, daughter. He said, daughter. That's relational. Anybody know what it's like to be an orphan and then God heals you and heals you and adopts you into his very own family? And he says, son or daughter. And he ain't ashamed of you. He don't care where you've been. He just cares where you're going. He says, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. He said, go in peace and be whole. God has called us to be whole. But in order to be whole, you need to be holy. Oh, now Pastor Mike ain't nobody's friend no more. We start talking about holiness. We start talking about holiness. We ain't talking about holiness, Pastor Mike. All you got to do is believe. Well, let me tell you what the first fruit of belief is. My Bible study, brothers, what is it? Repentance. You want peace with God? You got to stop making war against Him. And while they spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain, uh, certain which said, Thy daughter's dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? Some people said, why? Some people said to you this week, why, why are you going to go to church? Look at your situation. Look at your circumstance. Why are you going to church? Where's God? He's where he always is in my heart and everywhere else around. But, but why are you going to go to church? Doesn't look like it's working out for you. You lost your job. You got this. You got that. Why are you going to church? Why are you troubling Jesus? Because my Jesus likes to be troubled. My Jesus doesn't mind about it. He don't mind. And look at what happens. Look at what happens. He says, why trouble? And as soon as, Je- as, as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, be not afraid, only believe. Did he say it to everybody else? No. He said it to the one who came looking for him. Did you come looking for Jesus this morning? Because if you came looking for Jesus, he came looking for you. And he wants to have a face-to-face with you. He wants to... <coughs> Push past everybody pushing up on him and get to the people who are touching him. And he suffered no man to follow him, save Peter, James, and John, the brother of Jesus. He said, all y'all just need to hang back. But right now, I need some brothers who got some faith. I need some true believers in the house. I need some people who are going to walk with me and trust me even when it doesn't make sense. And cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and seeing, seeing the tumult, 
and them that wept and, and wailed greatly. He saw all these people fussing about, making a big old uh, mess. And when he came in, he said to them, why make ye this ado and weep? What y'all crying about? You ain't even talked to me yet. <laughs> Why y'all crying? You ain't even talked to me yet. You didn't let me get in on the car. You tried all the ordinary, but you ain't tried the extraordinary. <laughs> the damsel's not dead, but she sleepeth. And look at what it says. Look at what it says. And they laughed at him to scorn. He just healed a woman who had an issue for 12 years, dried up instantly, and they're like, oh, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> you can't do nothing? Same man who raised Lazarus, by the way. But you didn't hear me? Yes, you did. <laughs> but when he had put them all out, that's what I like. He said, oh, y'all want to laugh? Get out. Y'all want to laugh about it? Get out. Because I got some faith business to do. And I don't need anybody pushing up on me right now. And he taketh the father and the mother of the damsel. And them that were, were with him. And entering where the damsel was lying. Just take a minute and think about that. If you're a parent. Think about it for a minute. Your baby girl's laying there. And Jesus, he wants to do something extraordinary. He says, I need you to come in here with me. And they see their little girl laying right there. And he took the damsel by the hand and said to her, Talitha kumi, which means damsel, I say to thee, arise. And straightway, everybody say straightway. That means immediately. The damsel arose and walked, and she was the age of 12 years, and they were astonished with a great astonishment. You know, they weren't ordinarily, it wasn't no ordinary astonishment. It was, it was extraordinary astonishment. It wasn't no ordinary worship, Oscar. You know what I'm saying? All of a sudden, they're like, hold on, Jesus. All of a sudden, they didn't care who saw them shouting and hollering and worshiping and praising God. They didn't care. What was going on? They said, listen, he touched, all I know is he touched me and I'm going to sing about it. I'm going to shout about it. You can say what you want. And he charged them straight that no man should know it and commanded that something should be given to her to eat. He said, now give her something to eat. Again, showing that she was not a ghost. She was physical and he touched her. I came here this morning Knowing and not knowing what God wanted to do. But here's what I know. What I do know this morning is I came in and I had to ask all my people, you got to ride with me this morning because it ain't going to be ordinary. God's trying to do so. I told my prayer team, you're going to have to wait. I need you to pray at the end. Don't know if we're going to get to an offering. Don't matter. Don't matter. Communion. You see, what I know is we all have an issue. You see, some of us have an issue of blood. 
We need the blood of Jesus to cover over our sins because our issue is sin. And it's time for us to tell the truth. You see, this, this woman set, was separated from her people and separated from worship because of her issue the same way that sin separates me and you from God. Not by his choice, but by your choice because he already has injected the antidote, but you've got to get the sin out of the way by confessing. The woman tried every ordinary way to be healed and it only got worse. I don't know about you, but before I tried Jesus, I tried everything and it only got worse. My addiction only grew stronger. My suffering, my pain, my desire to not live only grew worse. I longed for death. When I woke up in the morning after bender after bender, disappointed that I was still alive. Saying, oh, I got to live one more day. I thought I did enough last night. When my sister found me laying in the middle of the highway, just waiting to get run over. Drank my last bottle of Jim Beam. And just went and laid in the highway waiting to get run over. But God had another plan. And he sent my sister. She gets me up and she puts me in the car. And I keep trying to burn her with a cigarette to let her, make her let me out. But God had another plan. I'd had enough of the ordinary. And then the extraordinary. Praying. Praying. At my dad's, I held my dad's hand as he blew up as he was dying. Three days he laid, organs shutting down, never came back to consciousness. And I prayed a prayer that he had taught me. And I said, God, I know it's too late for me. This is the truth. The Lord knows what's true and what's not. And as I held his hand, I said, I know it's too late for me. But if you could save my dad, that'd be awesome. And I said, Dad, if you, if you hear me, squeeze my hand. He never squeezed my hand. But I know that later, when I found in his Bible a handwritten note of repentance to God for all that he had done, That was extraordinary. And then this woman heard about Jesus. Fast forward two years of just trying everything I could to just end my life, to just drink myself, drug myself, taking, taking whatever people would open their hands, just taking it, not even knowing. My sister saved my life a second time. I'm getting ready to take all my dad's nitroglycerin pills to see if I could get stoned. Would have killed me. I'm ready to take some nitroglycerin powder. Whatever I could just to numb the pain. Any ordinary method. God had my older sister in my life for a reason. But then, she hears about Jesus. She hears about Jesus. And then, she says, if I could just touch the hem of his garment. You see, I realized at that moment, when I'm sitting there in that trailer in Dade City, Florida, far from Wilmington, 
And that man looks at me. And for the first time, I felt like he was talking to me. See, I thought I'd already blown my shot. I already had my chance and ruined it. There was no other opportunity. All the evil I'd done, all the bad I'd done, there was no other way. But then faith stepped in. Just a mustard seed, mustard seed faith. Just enough. And he said, if you want to be set free, all you have to do is ask. And he could have been pointing through that TV. It might have scared me. That would have scared me. I would have been calling on Jesus then. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, Jesus! TV got a demon. But he said, if you want to be set free, all you have to do is ask. And I remember just getting up and just dropping to my knees and saying, God, I've ruined it. I've wrecked it. I've done everything I know against you. But if you can do something with this life, then it's yours. And he delivered me just like he promised. You see, church, in in 1981, I was brushing up against Jesus. I was brushing up against Jesus. But when I finally touched Jesus, worship team, come on up. There's a song that the worship team's going to sing. And the song just simply is Healer. I believe that you're my healer. I believe that you're more than enough for me. Prayer team, I need you to come to the front. Unless you need to be prayed for, then you turn and get prayed for. Worship team, if you need to be prayed for, we can do whatever. We'll work with I can't play an instrument, but I'll clap while you're up there getting prayed for. I'll play the cymbal or something, you know what I'm saying? And what I want you to do is stand with me in honor of our Jesus. If you're able to, now if you're not able to, that's okay. But we're going to sing this next song, and as we begin to sing this morning, as we begin to sing... If you need to push past somebody to touch Jesus, then you just, they, ain't nobody going to hold you back. I guarantee you after today's message, ain't nobody going to be grabbing up on you, Ray. <laughs> if you need to get to Jesus, you just get on down there. And if we have to wait, we'll wait. If we have to wait, we'll wait. But I believe God wants to deliver some people today. I believe God wants to heal some people today, but I believe that it ain't going to come through no ordinary worship. No, 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 no. I need you to let yourself go today. I need you just to worship Jesus like there's nobody else in the room. You need to worship Jesus like you're fishing on the side of a river like I was with nobody else around. And you're just worshiping Jesus. And you know if somebody sees you, they're like, he is crazy. But that works two ways. Nobody will come fish near you so they won't get in your fishing hole. And number two, it might inspire somebody. So as we begin to worship this morning, if you need a touch from God, I just want you to make your way to the front. I want you to believe. I want you to see God do something that only He could do. Let's worship together.
delivered today, if you want to be set free today, if you need to be forgiven, you just come on up. Somebody will lead you to Jesus right here, right now. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. Don't let anything keep you back. He'll walk with you through fire. He'll touch that issue if you let him. Oh, put your trust in him today. Sing it out, church. I trust him. Let your faith match with the faith of these that are coming forward. Let's believe God today. If you don't need a miracle, believe God for somebody else's miracle. I believe you're mine. Let that get into your spirit. I believe you are all I need. He's all that you need. He's all that you need. Hallelujah, hallelujah. more than enough. Sing it out to Jesus today. Jesus, you're all we need. Jesus, you're all I need. Hallelujah. I believe that healing is taking place this morning. I believe deliverance is taking place this morning. Jesus is setting some people free today. Hallelujah. Come on, you walk with me through fire. Come on. Walk with me through fire. You heal. You heal, God. Now you declare it to Jesus this morning. I trust in you. Jesus, we trust in you. Here we go now, declare it. I believe you're my healer. I believe you are all I need. You're all I need, Jesus. You're all I need. You're all I need. Nothing is impossible. Get ready. Nothing is impossible for you. Nothing is impossible. Come on, let me hear your voices. Nothing is 
nothing's impossible. Nothing is impossible for you. You hold my world. touched your life when nobody else would do but he touched you he delivered you he set you free that's what he's doing this morning for others that's what he's doing today I believe who are up here who need to be delivered today. Hallelujah. Nothing, nothing is impossible for you. Come on, Jesus. You hold my world in your hand. Nothing is impossible for you. Let me hear it, church. You are my sing it to Jesus. I believe you are all I need. Hallelujah. I believe you're my portion. I believe you're more than enough. Tell him he's more than enough. Jesus, you're all I need. Jesus, you're more than enough for me. Hallelujah. Now make some noise. Not no ordinary worship this morning. Make some extraordinary noise today for our God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. We worship you, God. We praise you, God. There's nobody like you, God. 
Lord, thank you for touching us. Thank you for ministering to us. Thank you for meeting us right where we are today, God. Thank you that you're the same today, yesterday, and forever. Thank you that you're not a respecter of persons, but instead you receive each one of us. God, we worship you. We remind ourselves that we are free. And he who the Son sets free is what? Free indeed. And the church of Jesus Christ said, Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask if you'll locate your communion elements this morning. As you locate those communion elements, I want to remind you that this is a special and holy time. This is a time where you're made whole in Jesus' name. This is a time where God, He wants to set you free. This is a time where God wants to remind us because I got to tell you, Monday's coming, but so is Sunday. Amen. And so you know what's before Monday? Sunday. And you know what's after Monday? Sunday. So we just got to keep holding on. And every day can be Sunday when we trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's bless this bread today. Father, we give thanks in the name of Jesus for the bread. Thank you that by your stripes we are healed. And it was your broken body that brought our wholeness and our healing. Please break the bread and partake. you'll take that cup the cup that represents the blood of Jesus Christ that was spilled for you and spilled for me the blood that has set us free he said this is a new covenant that he would set us free and he who the son sets free is free indeed and so this blood wasn't just for us but it was for all who would call upon the name of the Lord. And so we plead the blood of Jesus over St. Petersburg. We plead the blood of Jesus over our communities, over our world. And God, we trust you. And we know beyond the shadow of a doubt that you have wonderful things planned and in store for us. And so right now, we say thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood that covers over our sin. Forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, O God. We ask and we pray in Christ's name. Would you please partake of the cup? Jesus. Jesus, it's with the taste of victory on our lips that we give you praise. We give you no ordinary worship this morning, God. Oh, no, 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 no. We give you, all, we give you extraordinary worship. We give you our best, God. Thank you for meeting with us, oh God. We trust you. We love you. And we bless you. It's in the name of Jesus that we receive these blessings. And the church said, amen. amen and amen. Can you give the Lord a hand clap as you're seated this morning? <laughs> Hallelujah. Ooh, I guess God had other plans. Amen. Well, I guess now we'll get to the 